0: Hey everybody, it's Stacy and Erin with Wild Times in Real Estate. We're with the Brand Properties Group and we like to visit with you each week and just bring you some crazy wild stories about what goes on in the real estate world. Well, I would say it's a wild time in real estate. We are
1: working from home today, even though we are essential. We have been out and about and we're sitting by the pool on this gorgeous day and just reminis- reminiscing about what's gone on, gone on over the last couple of weeks.
0: Yes. Well, the first thing is you have to get used to showing or or um doing things with the mask on and that's a really interesting thing to do because it's I find it hard to talk <laughs> with the mask on, but I am learning. So, in our business, we are out still showing and we're out still selling listing properties but these are people that really have to move so it's it is essential because they don't have a place to live or they have a uh, you know they have to be in a different uh town for a job and they have to sell and so you know it has gone on like that and We've graduated to having gloves and masks graduated. and <laughs> booties, if you can find them. <laughs>
1: we're going to graduate, but all the seniors aren't going to graduate, those that's, poor kids out there. That's
0: right. That's true. So it's a whole different time, um, and it, you know you just navigate that, and it's been interesting because a lot can be done virtually in, in this business, and so that's that's been very interesting as well, although I find that people still... Really like the personal touch as far as being able to go see a house before they actually put an offer on in it. But, you know, military people have bought houses for years without ever seeing them.
1: Oh, we did. I was in the military. So that was what first piqued my interest in real estate was the military lifestyle of moving around. And sellers are turning lights on. Mm -hmm. We're putting our hands in our pockets or behind our backs, you know, and... Typically not taking children in the homes. No. Nope. And I open the front door, the back door, and the garage. And they look around. And then we close up and do it all over again. But we're looking at a fewer amount of homes now. Three or four homes. And and people are making decisions because they're driving around and doing some things on the front end to check it out. So being as protective as we can in this um Covid nineteen
0: world. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know that. You, you know, you think about all the things that your relatives before us have survived, and and this will be our story, I guess. Right? I, even though supposedly that whatever it was, the swine flu was so bad in two thousand eight and nine. I don't remember that.
1: Well, I think it's just to, that was kind of the beginning of when um, social media. You know, Mm -hmm. and Facebook, yeah, and so I think that was a little bit of it as well. As it just wasn't, and if you didn't watch the news, like typically I don't do, yeah, I think there's a lot more that don't. So, um, but we're still moving and shaking, we have people that are buying and selling, we're super blessed during this time, yes,
0: yes, we are. Well, and so today we want to, again, share some crazy stories with real estate for, with you guys. And anybody out there that has any crazy real estate stories, please send them to wildtimesinrealestate at gmail.com. We would love to share your story. Um, so while you're all home quarantined, <laughs> you, can, you can listen to these wild and crazy stories.
1: So I'm going to start with the first one. The worst kind of client. Wow, have we said that before? <laughs> uh, I stopped by a friend that was a real estate agent. We were talking and he got a call from a guy. He asked a few questions, asked what street he lived on and his name. My friend said, I'm not interested in representing you and neither is anyone, anybody else in town that knows you. Don't call her again and hung up. I said, not a good way to get business. He replied, this guy is known by every agent in town. He puts his house on the market, won't sell. It is just some weird hobby he has. He has even been offered more than his asking price and he won't sell. Pain in the butt.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so... Well, interesting enough. That's crazy. And obviously you wouldn't want a client like that, but there's actually ramifications for listing your property and then not wanting to sell if you get a full price offer. So, it's it that would be What can they do? Well, it's it's there's there's some kind of remedy you have because it takes people's energy, time and effort mm-hmm. to obviously list a property. There's money involved and time, and then you have people coming uh, and seeing that property, which takes other people's time, right? And then if you get an offer, you have somebody who's invested in wanting to purchase that property. So, you know, you it's...
1: Absolutely. I have to
0: look that up and see, but I do know that there is some, at least in Texas, every state is dis- different. I do know there is some recourse you can take if a, if a seller is unwilling to sell their house and they're on the open market.
1: We actually have a local realtor that does that on a regular basis, I've seen his house go up and down and been offered, and um, we don't, I mean, I never advise anybody not to look at a house if they want to see it, mm-hmm. but I just tell them, if we look at it, it you're you're not going to get a response. if if And, and to, well, it's just hard enough to get into it and then yeah. to
0: get an offer, so. I guess the way you would prevent that is you would get a retainer up front. With yeah. someone like a couple thousand dollars might stop that from happening. That's a good idea. That's a really good you idea. You know, for expenses. Thinking you know, outside the box. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We think outside the box. I might get a retainer up front on him or her. Who knows? But, you know, and then maybe he's just lonely. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's lonely and he enjoys, uh, you know, getting it, it, brings some attention to him. Who knows? But that would be a weird thing to do. I don't know. Crazy crazy. Well, we're seeing the
1: crazy of the crazy right now with some of our client situations right now and yeah. we're navigating through and trying to be patient, but wow. Yeah. With people stuck at home, this is a whole different playing field. It,
0: it is. It's very very different and it's um it's an interesting thing to have to go through and you have a lot of people's fears which are well founded, mm-hmm. you know, um to show their property even though they really want to sell and what I've been doing is just trying to hold a house open Uh, for showings for two days and because our market is still fairly decent here if you're priced right and the homes are selling and so that seller would go away for two days and you know everyone else comes in and then you just clean it afterwards and then you should be good to go you know that works in the best case scenario it doesn't always work for everyone but
1: you know what I am seeing with this changing market is the houses may be going but my buyers want to just ask for so much more in repairs than mm-hmm. I've had them ask before. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting twist, even though it goes pretty quick, uh, asking for those extra repairs. So having to, um, Set the expectations on that as well. Sellers aren't mm-hmm. giving their houses
0: away. No, we you know, and that's what people do think right now. They do think, but they don't understand. We still have a shortage of, of property. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Currently, we still have a shortage of property. That that probably will change over the landscape in the next year, which that's just the real estate market. The real estate market ebbs and flows. And in 20-plus years for both of us, we've seen all types of markets. So, Um, It'll be interesting to see. All right. Well, we would not take him as a client. No. (laughs) At least unless we got a healthy retainer up front. All right. Number two story, drawers, the cloth kind, not wood. Okay. Well, Mm that sounds interesting. I have a fear of snakes, not a mild fear, a real heart-stomping, underwear-changing fear. My first open house ever was a renovated farmhouse. Beautiful home, spectacular views, a true gem. I was doing my walk through admiring all this home had to offer when I decided to check out the finished basement. Down the steps I went. I get to the bottom, turn the corner, and almost step on the largest snake Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. To say I retreated out of the house is putting it mildly, but I'm proud to say I gathered my wits, changed my underwear, and held the open house. Although the basement was no longer part of my tour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we don't have basements in Texas. No, and I, I was I spent many years in, in Wyoming, and they do have basements. And mm-hmm. I have never, ever been a fan of a basement. Why? We had I one just, growing up, too. I don't know. I just think they're they're dingy, you know? I mean, not that our basement was like that, but it's just like... The sun doesn't get in Mm. and you know I'm just not a fan of of basements although if you go anywhere where the soil is not like it is in Texas or anywhere north you're going to have basements for sure.
1: Well my brother had his bedroom in the basement and I can remember many times dancing to Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. with my best friend in the playroom slash basement Mm -hmm. and I understand the fear of snakes. I haven't been through it but My real good friend that I went to college with in East Texas, she got bit bit by a snake and she was out like on crutches for a week. Like it's, it's, it's a big deal. And yeah,
0: I I haven't seen a snake loose. Now I have gone on listing appointments and there have been snakes in in their little compartments. And I'm like, oh, how do you handle that for showing? Well, it's tricky because you you have to absolutely disclose that you can't let somebody you know. And I always say, is there somewhere that the snake can go for a little while? <laughs> I've had ferrets, I've had snakes, hamsters. Um, yeah, hamsters, gerbils, those things people aren't afraid of are okay. I've never had a a, a pig yet, a little Not baby, a baby pig. pig. That no. would be fun. What about yeah. a turtle? Um, yep, turtles. I've had turtles for yeah. sure. But usually the snakes are the ones that I asked. The ferret and the snake, I asked if they could be somewhere else while we had the property listed. One, ferrets have a very strong scent smell. And um, I, I used to be an elementary school teacher and the ferrets would, you would have ferrets up there that, so the kids could play with them. They just smell really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they definitely make a house smell. And when somebody has a ferret, they probably don't smell it because Mm -hmm. you get used to it it's like you know anything else but well sometimes you can smell the cats
1: yep right now you can smell my dog because she hadn't been able to go to the groomer in
0: a while
1: because of covid so yeah
0: that's very true so yeah so it's interesting animals are interesting things we have clients buyers that are afraid of dogs of any kind so it doesn't matter how big the dog is or small. Some people won't go in a house that has cats. They have a lot allergies. So Absolutely. animals are an interesting thing to navigate through um, any type of listing because these are typically people's, you know, babies. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have to be cautious, and you just have to say, "Hey, you know, I went on a listing appointment just. It's probably been within a month, and that house is already under contract." But they had a dog, and I do not remember what kind of dog it was. I'll have to ask him. It looked, it's got curly hair, but it wasn't a poodle, like a standard poodle. They'll talk. This thing was a puppy, and I swear to you, it was the size of a horse. What? And he was very excited. He would jump up and down. And literally, I thought I was going over this this thing.
1: They do <laughs> and some and of he those was big dog. So
0: cute and very excited. And these people love him and they're like, do you think it's okay if he's out for showings? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. I said, it's not because he's not friendly. It's because he is friendly and he's the size of a horse. <laughs> It'll scare people.
1: I have yeah. clients I haven't shown or even the yeah. cat thing. If they'll ask me to find out if it has cats. Yeah, so, for sure. Some cause people are super allergic mm. and, um, that's, that. Those dogs, and then, even, the bigger they are, the more hair and things they have, so they mm-hmm. smell, and the client gets used to it, or it yeah. smells up a room that they're yeah. in a lot.
0: Yeah, this one that was pretty; it didn't smell. It was, but I could tell they, I could tell, that the dog was their priority. They didn't have any children yet, and that's that's perfectly fine. But realistically, if I said yes, it's not doing them any favors, and they'll have a very difficult time selling that house, and I will get a whole lot of ugly feedback. Yeah, (laughs) which I'm not ready to do. So what happened is we did with them the thing, can you go somewhere Saturday and Sunday? And fortunately, we had four showings and four offers on that house, so it was good. It got done, and we were finished, and that little puppy didn't have to stay gone from his house. (laughs) Well, and then the nice thing
1: is they have resources like Doggy Daycare now and things like that. So that makes it um, a little bit easier for people. Very, very true. But I would say more houses than not. There's some kind of pet in it. Oh, are we, always, I mean, we? Oh, almost always. Are, Texas is definitely a mm-hmm. pet-friendly um, state. Yes, it is. In 2014, well, let me just back up a little bit. I got excited. We're talking about home value. In 2014, Todd, a recent divorcee, tried to keep his house completely clean so that he could sell his home on the local market at his asking price of $280,000. Super impressed with Todd the man keeping his house clean <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> the average The average price homes in the area sold for were two hundred and fifty thousand, so we're talking about a thirty thousand spread over mm-hmm. we i think we just talked about someone today that had mm-hmm. one about thirty thousand over than we recommended. He felt by coating everything in many acres. Of saran wrap? <laughs> yeah. He could bolster the home's value over others in the area. He completely wrapped everything in the house from the banisters to the walls. He even went as far as sealing off two of the three toilets in the house with the stuff you generally use to keep your sandwiches in your lunch press and slept in his closet so he didn't have to heat the master bedroom in the pristine house.
0: Like, I can't even wrap my brain okay, so around this. I don't know who Todd is, but is there any wonder that he's a divorcee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing the whole story here. I'm thinking he's a little OCD, which we definitely have those clients and Saran wrap does not bring you 30 grand. <laughs> is he trying to make sure it's clean? Yeah, I think he's trying to preserve it and he oh thinks that my. having that preserved will bring him more money doesn't quite work that way I mean he should get stock in saran wrap that is a lot I would love to be the listing agent on that one because I cannot even imagine the conversation I, I mean that's gonna freak people out they're
1: gonna be like what is happening here well, it's exactly and they gonna won't freak even people out put an offer no the <laughs> only story I've heard is when um, good friend of mine he was going through a divorce Um, and she was worried about him recording or talking or something. And she put aluminum around like all the TVs, aluminum foil around like all the TVs and things like that. So... That's an extreme other way, yeah. But I didn't know there were so many uses for Saran Wrap and aluminum
0: foil. Let's just say that Todd's OCD got the best of him. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say there.
1: He might need to check in with um, a local
0: counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just to see what the scoop is. Oh my god! I'm also thinking he was pretty frugal. Yeah, um, because he wanted uh, probably more money than the market was going to bring for him. And when we talk about those things as real estate agents it's not that we don't see value in in someone's property we absolutely do but our job is to help them sell that property and um you know if properties are very similar then there's there's a range that they're going to sell in just based on what things have sold on before if the property is unique and unusual in some way and has some uh, pleasing attributes that others don't then it will sell for more but Saran wrap is not a pleasing attribute. <laughs> well, so. here I
1: am trying to vision myself. Did the, did the agent go on the listing appointment? He had it already that way? I mean, I'm trying to visualize
0: how you would have that conversation oh. with them oh. when you can't even sit down. I don't know. I'm not good at hiding did, my expressions. Did, <laughs> did, did they sit down in the closet <laughs> and have this
1: appointment oh. where he slept? I don't know. Or did she walk in when the photographers came and they were like, whoa? I mean, can you imagine like this stuff I know, happened? I know. I really,
0: when we get these stories, I want to see the photos, right? Like, can I see the photos of that house? Because surely they did not put photos of everything wrapped in saran wrap on. You remember
1: the house? This makes me think of the house we went with um, Tara and Steven, his house, when there was so much stuff in that house. Yeah. And you didn't even go from, to like the next room. You no, were like.
0: No. Yes, it was some friends of um, ours that were getting ready to sell. And he had leased his property out. And the lease person was an artist, I think, by nature or something mm-hmm, along those lines. She had that background. And. Um, she did sold furniture. Yes. Yeah, so she like had a like lot that. of so big she, pieces of furniture in there, too. That was her warehouse. And so she had told him that she was pretty much ready to go, so he sent me over there to kind of just look at the house, and oh my goodness, I opened that door, and there was so much stuff in that house, I just, I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to go anywhere else, I was just like, this is not going to work. It was so crowded, I mean, and the stuff was nice, it was just everywhere. Everywhere. The shoes, remember her shoes? Oh my They were in the master bathtub, because she had so many shoes, everywhere,
1: And not everything was placed in right spots. It was just there. And then like a fabric roll of some curtains and then some paint on the wall. I mean, it was...
0: Yeah, it wasn't dirty by any means, but just lots of stuff. Chaos. Complete case. And I remember saying, uh, because it, it, Aaron really had the close relationship with them and I and I didn't want to upset him. <laughs> and I wasn't there. She wasn't there. And I'm like, can we just go to a local like Starbucks? And we sat down and I just said, okay, Aaron's gonna be mad at me <laughs> for this. But you can't sell that house with her in it. <laughs> no. Because no. he really wanted to come on the market, but that that's when as a, a professional you realize That you have to have those conversations with your clientele because one, it'll sit on the market and he'll take way less money for the property, which is never a good thing. So he's going to have to go through the pain right now of getting her out of the property, and then we can sell it, which we did very quickly after that. Oh yeah,
1: It did great once it was um, all.
0: But I had to. They couldn't sell it before. No, that's why he
1: leased it, and and. Stephen's so sweet. He just wanted to just
0: make it work that way. And we were like, Yeah, he, no. didn't, he didn't want to make her have to leave. You know, her lease was up. She had kiddos and all and, that. And uh, so it wasn't like he was evicting her. That wasn't the case. But he wanted to try and get it sold before she moved out. And I was just like, that, that's not going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. just going to tell you, anybody sees this property like this, you're going to take way less for value.
1: Absolutely.
0: So sometimes those are the fun stories and talks we get to have with people. So... All right, on to our next one. Never forget who referred you. Oh, this ought to be good. I used to share an office with a commercial commercial broker named Wally, whom I had grown close to over the years. One day, Wally got a call from his doctor who was seeking real estate advice. He said he had inherited his mother's home and wanted to know if Wally would sell it for him. Because Wally worked only with commercial transactions, he referred the doctor to me. After a couple of conversations and careful thought, the doctor decided to give the property to his adult children. Nine years later, after both Wally and the doctor had died, the doctor's kids put the home up for sale. Their father passed my name along to them when he was still alive, so I ended up representing the sellers. Remembering that this long chain of events started with Wally's initial recommendation, I personally delivered a check, a 20% referral fee to Wally's widow. She smiled and said, you didn't have to do this. And he said, yes, I did. I love that story. That is
1: awesome. You,
0: I always say, if you do the right thing, it will always come back to you.
1: Well, and I even think that's just going to a whole nother level. Yes. Yeah, that's, so, that's just, um,
0: you know, you because know. nobody would have ever known or thought anything about it because the primary agent had passed, but to take it to his family, that, that's, that shows integrity. I love that. Yeah. That's good. And it's, it, that's a
1: beautiful story. That's, yeah. a, that's a awesome. I don't even have anything great to say after that. That's well, an awesome we, way to end. We
0: do obviously share um, referrals back and forth through the country with different agents and. You know, there are some that are amazing and um, you remember and you know that your clients would be so well taken care of. And, and that, of course, is a business transaction because you don't have a relationship with those people initially mm-hmm. until you build that and you take care of them. And I feel like you always have to keep them updated what's happening with the mm-hmm. transaction as you go along. Um,
1: Tell them about the client that came back to you and gave you some money on a property. Oh my gosh, that's a this, good one. this
0: just floored me. I sold a house, I'm going to tell you, probably one of the most unique houses I've ever sold. It's in an area in our um, surrounding area here in Texas. We have a lot of master plan communities, Um, but this one was actually kind of more rural in the country. So not every house looked the same. This thing had wood shingles on the outside of the two-story house. I have I have yet to ever have seen that and, and will probably never see it again in a city. Now, maybe out in the country. It was two-story. Him and his wife had had it. They'd been married a long, long time. She had passed, and he was marrying his um, high school sweetheart. Aww. Isn't that funny how people connect after, right?
1: Well, especially with all the ways we have to connect I now with like Facebook. And I know.
0: She lived in Nevada, too, so he was going to sell this house and move to Nevada, so there was, you know, to say that it needed some updating would be put in mildly. <laughs> it's a beautiful house, and it had a lot of unique characterizations to it, and I knew the right buyer would love it, um, but there were some things we needed to do, you know, which is typical of somebody who's lived in the house a long, long time. It also had a pool. It had a two lots together, and he was selling it as one piece of property, Well, his neighbor on the other side happened to own a um, commercial company and he parked some of his vehicles on this lot that was owned by our client um, and had for years and our client didn't have an issue with it because they were neighbors. Well, if that sold with that, he wouldn't have a place to, to park his vehicles. So long story short, it was taking a while to sell the property because of its uniqueness. And we decided to go ahead and split the lots. That way maybe he could sell the lot first and then go ahead and do the house by itself. When we did that, um, we had taken it off the market to do redo it as a new listing. His neighbor had come over and, and they had worked out something cause his neighbor was like an AC contractor and then house we were selling needed new AC. Oh, blah, well blah, there blah. you go. So they worked something out for that piece of land. That's awesome. I didn't worry about it the way I look at it. It is what it is, and I'm glad that it sold. And yeah. let's be, we were good. So, we ended up selling the house um, to um, a gentleman that, you know, um, it had this, it kind of had a basement, which is like we talked about unusual. He had a band, this perfect house. So, it was great. Everything was good. Probably like a year and a half later, I get this phone call from my client and of course I still remember him obviously and I'm like, "How are you?" And his his relatives live here, which we also know. And he's like, "Hey, I just wanted to see if you were going to be around. I have something to drop off for you." And I said, "You know, sure." He paid me commission on that lot because he said a- I had it, lot I had it listed, and he said I didn't realize it at the time, but it wasn't the right thing to do not to pay you on it.
1: That's not- awesome
0: and i was like i've never had this happen in my entire life Yeah, <laughs> but he's like you worked really hard on it and you worked with me through to get everything sold and it, it, he
1: appreciated
0: yeah, it yeah i wanted was, you to know it was awesome. a year and
1: a half later
0: yep it's it never awesome. too late no and it you know it was a very very pleasant surprise and very you know i really did appreciate it um, so that was a very nice thing to happen. So good things do happen, right?
1: I love the warm and fuzzy, especially during this time. Yeah. So, Well, well we appreciate you getting on with us today. Don't forget to email us any of your great stories to com. And we look forward to next time. Yep. See you then.